Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the YFYI podcast. The episode that you're about to listen to is from a virtual artist that I got to do recently with four different Paul Mitchell schools throughout the country. And we're kind of addressing a lot of things from where we're at in the corona economy, um, what I would do right now if I were distant learning at home as a future professional, talking about constant communications, uh, contingencies, a little bit of my story, how I stumbled into this position that I find myself in, and a whole lot more. So hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. And thanks again for tuning in to the YFYI podcast. Here we go. Very cool. So we have. Well, well. What were you gonna say, Sonny? Oh, I was just gonna say. So we have all of the schools in in your guys' group on today. Yeah, there's there's four schools: uh, Farmington Hills, Fort Myers, Michigan, Port Huron. We're we're good. Nice. I just wanted to thank you and welcome you, and for those of you that. Don't know Sonny, Sonny D, he's the founder and CEO of Juan 1.0. He's also an author. He's a graduate from Paul Mitchell School, Orlando. Um, he's just been rocking and rolling if you follow him on Instagram and Facebook Live, and he's just pouring his heart out into our industry, and we're super excited for him to you know, spend the next half hour or so with us. So welcome, Sonny. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And I was, I was going to ask if I was able to, if you could make me the host. I have a few slides that I make kind of bounce in between as I'm, as I'm sharing. If you could do that, then I'd, I'd appreciate it. You're good to go. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm super excited to be here to get to spend some time with you guys and spend some time that we we all spend a lot of time together you know we call it usual time but the time we're spending together these days everyone seems we're calling it a lot of it's called unusual time because we're in unusual times um, but I'll tell you this I'm you know in the in the same industry as you for a reason um, because I still believe it is the best industry to be in I still believe it's the best opportunity um, and I've tried a few different things, and I'll share a little bit of that um, with you guys today. As far as career choices go, I've probably had some a wide range of career choices. Um, and you know, one of the things that is always interesting is you know we always end up exactly where uh, we're supposed to be. Uh, the challenging part is sometimes when we end up exactly where we're supposed to be, we don't understand or really maybe know the reason exactly why we get there, but that's okay. And so for a lot of you guys, if you're you know, new, I know a lot of people are just getting started in their Paul Mitchell journey. And it's like, I've seen a couple of our school partners that have had virtual new classes start and these you know, future professionals never even had one day in a classroom yet. They just kind of went there, they got their kit, but they started. So that's an unusual approach. Um, but what we're finding is that we can we can take unusual approaches, especially at Paul Mitchell, and we can always find the silver lining. We can always find the bright spot. We can always turn, you know, a rainy day into a time to play. Um, so I just want you to keep that in mind. That's that's one of the things that's unique about Paul Mitchell, 
And for you guys that are, you know, maybe you're midway through school, maybe you're just getting started in school, maybe you're a learning leader, um, whatever your role is right now, how we all came together, we're exactly where we need to be. But just keep in mind, sometimes it is gonna be a little tricky to figure out why we're there. And so there's a few things I wanted to share with you um, today as we're spending some time together. And a few things I want you to, if you're taking some notes, a few things I'll have you have you write down. Um, but some of the highlights and some of the things that I'm discovering are gonna be paramount as we navigate this new, uh, what I'm referring to as the corona economy, um, this new economy that we're either in right now or we're going into. And what's gonna become critical is gonna be our ability and our um, nature of communication. You know, I'm finding out as a salon owner, you know, that I'm communicating now more with my team than I ever did before, which I think is, I mean, it, it's, a, it's awesome, but it's also made me wonder, hmm. Um, the other thing is hope versus reality. There's something that I want you guys to keep in mind. You've got, you know, your learning leaders and industry leaders from all industries, really, our job is to balance two things and you as you're developing yourself as a professional is going to be that same thing being able to balance you know hope and giving yourself hope giving your team hope and also balancing um, the reality as far as where you're at right now um, and then also thinking about game plans for you guys that are just getting going game plan a game plan b game plan c um, you know a lot of game plans sound good but where do plans work best it's on paper you know, and Mike Tyson, the, the famous heavyweight champ, he's the one that coined that phrase, you know, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Um, and so we all as a society, as a culture, as a community, we got punched in the face recently. Um, so we're now maybe looking at what's plan B look like, what's plan C look like. I know for your learning leaders, um, they didn't anticipate having to do what they do. And a lot of them, you know, you're gonna know, like learning leaders, they're all in. So a lot of them, they're all in, meaning that this is their life. It's educating, it's being hands-on with new learners in the field of cosmetology, helping lead that process. And all of a sudden, couldn't do that anymore. Now we've got a, now it's like, oh, we're going back to the drawing board. So a lot of the learning leaders, um, they're working on a plan B, a plan C, a plan D. What do we do? How do we do this whole distance education thing? Myself as an educator working in the salon behind the chair, um, having, you know, four different salons in different states that I work in and all of a sudden being grounded, right? And that's a, that's a game plan that I didn't have in my playbook and no one gave us a playbook. So we're now writing this new playbook for this new Corona economy, which is an opportunity in itself because those of us and you guys that are just getting started in the beauty industry, you know, what, what, when you get that first guess, right, we always want it to go great. What do we want? We want a, a spectacular outcome, but it's those guests that don't go so great. You know, and if you look at this Corona economy, like a guest that's not going the way that we planned, the toner didn't quite take, the haircut is a little asymmetrical and it wasn't supposed to be, but as those guests, that's really where you're gonna find you're gonna learn the most. So I think right now there's a huge learning opportunity for all of us. And then thinking about questions that I want you guys to be contemplating, questions that I want you guys um, to be asking yourself as you're getting your career started, no matter where you're at, if you're day one or if you're on day a thousand, questions to ask yourself really to ponder and I'm gonna give you some of those questions as we're kind of going through today. Uh, one of the, the big things that I 
look at is you know the career path and you look at your career path as the map and the road that you use to get here you know i know a lot of people you may have ended up here because you tried several things before and they didn't work out for whatever reason maybe some of you guys are here because you've been given barbie bangs since before you could even say the word and so you're like exactly where you want to be you knew you were going to do this and you, you came you saw you conquered and now here you are in the paul mitchell world um and then you know for some of you yeah, you don't really know. You maybe you're not sure yet. Um, you know, I was that future professional. I graduated from Paul Mitchell School Orlando in 2005, and when I got there, my first three months, four months of school, I was pretty, you know, convinced that I had made a huge mistake. Uh, my first haircut that I ever did, I only saw this guest, gave her a wash house experience, sectioned her hair out attempted to cut one section and then never saw her again in my life um, so if you're feeling like you might be did i pick the right thing right you might be in that boat trust me um, i remember combing her hair up and then i was so nervous i mean her hair was shaking and i was sweating my deodorant walked off the job and i was standing there looking around waiting for somebody to bail me out and then i went in to cut her hair and literally you know my brand new beautiful paul mitchell scissors missed her hair completely cut the top of my knuckle off blood goes everywhere i run away from that guest and go into the furthest bathroom in the furthest corner of the school that i could find and my learning leader comes to try to track me down to see if I'm okay. And I just stayed in there as I wrapped my hand and made a little cast out of toilet paper and never came out until my learning leader said that she was not only done with her haircut, but she had escorted her, checked her out, and the, and the girl was out of the building and out of the parking lot. And then I came out and I, I remember having a couple of thoughts. Number one, I was convinced that, you know, that was my first haircut and I almost lost a finger. And I was also convinced that I had made a huge mistake by moving from North Carolina to Florida to go to some school named Paul Mitchell, all on the recommendation of a guy that I met wearing a weird hat with a feather sticking out and a kilt in North Carolina a year earlier. And when I met that guy, I was just a hair model. I didn't know what I was doing or why I was doing it. I was told I was gonna get to hang out with a bunch of beautiful girls and they were gonna pay me 300 bucks a day so they could style my big afro that I had and I said, sign me up. And so I show up at this hair show and I meet Mary, now Mary Cromines, and I meet Robert Cromines, that guy, and I just, I just felt like I had arrived. I was like, I don't even know what these people are doing. I don't know what it's called, but I get here at you know five in the morning and I'm here with them until five or six at night and I had the most fun those two days that I, I ever had in my life and so I said I got to do this and I don't even know what this is and so that recommendation he told me go to hair school at the time there weren't schools everywhere there was only you know down in Florida there was one in Orlando there was one up in Rhode Island and then there was one out in California and I decided to move down to Florida on that recommendation um, so I definitely, after that first haircut, was convinced I had made a huge, huge mistake. Um, but it's okay because you know mistakes are just a part of a part of life. You know, and this was my. For some of you, if this is your second or third or fourth, you know, swing, 
and you're hoping to connect, you're hoping this works, and then this you get started and then Corona comes rolling in as your next guest and you're like, oh man, I struck out again. I picked another one that's not gonna go anywhere. I'm telling you, it's about hanging on. It's about getting that next guest. It's about getting to that next guest. I mean, my learning leaders, they pushed me. I thought it was a conspiracy. They were trying to kill me one haircut at a time and they kept pushing me and they kept pushing me to not only be able to graduate, but be able to also get a job at a brand new Palmetto Focus Salon. They just had done a remodel and the owner was you know, 25 years with Paul Mitchell. His name is Michael Sandoval. And I got to be there for his start of his new refacing and new name and new branding project in Tampa. And through that pushing and pushing, I got to connect with a school in Tampa and become a learning leader. And ironically, ironically, become the cutting specialist and get to work on their advanced academy team to travel around and teach people how to teach people how to cut hair. Um, so if you hang on, the only way you know you, you lose for sure is either you stay on the bench, you never get in the arena, you stay in the stands, you never get on the field, or you just become a looker. You know, lookers aren't necessarily learners, right? You can look at a lot of things, but until you try stuff, until you pick your hands up, until you pick up the hair, until you pick up the doll, you never know. And the first time you pick it up is one of only two guys in my school, I would hide in the corner because I was so embarrassed that I, I was looking at all of the girls just like sectioning hair and doing braids and doing all this stuff with hair and I completely sucked at everything. And I was so embarrassed, I didn't want anyone to see what I was working on. Not even my learning leaders and they knew I didn't know nothing. But you know, I, was, I, was, I thought I was supposed to know. I was like, man, you suck. You know, how are you, you're gonna be, you're gonna follow in these people that you met, their footsteps and become whatever that is, a platform artist and do all that stuff and you really suck. You know, but hanging on. You know, and not being afraid to try stuff. Um, so those are some of the, you know, some of the things that'll see the foundation for you to do whatever it is that you're trying to do in this industry. You know, I look at everything that you know you get to do. You know, Picasso says everything I get to do is uh, I get to do all the things I cannot do. You know how? By doing them. You know, so think about that. That's how you get to do things. You try it, and it doesn't work. You try it again, and it doesn't work again. You try it, and you try it, and you try it. You know, owning a salon is a lot like that. You know, a lot of us try and we know, you know, business owners going into business, we know that statistically 97% of businesses fail, but we try it anyway. Cause we're like, well, we're gonna be in that 3% and then you read the statistic, you forget to read the fine print and you find out, well, 3% that do make it in the first five years, you, you make it, you make it. Then they're like, well, 3% that do make it, they fail actually 90% of them fail in the next five years. So then you're like, oh great, I thought it was part of the three, right? But how do you, how do, you do that? You keep trying it. You know, and so I, I look at that a lot. And some things I wanna encourage you guys to do right now, you have an opportunity in front of you to really become an effective communicator. You know, when I get to come into the Paul Mitchell schools, you know, it's great because I'm, I'm a physical person. I like to tell stories physically. I like to interact, I like to engage. I mean, I'm jumping around, I'm doing everything I can, but a backflip uh, while I'm there to bring the stories to life. And you have to learn how, I'm learning how to do that at a distance. I'm learning how to do that through social media. I'm learning how to do that through Zoom, right? Nobody knew what Zoom was a month ago. Now it's the hottest thing on the internet. 
You know, everybody's zooming, zoom, 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 zoom. So that's a, that's a way of communicating. And you're thinking right now, maybe because you are a future professional or you don't really have a presence. You know, I was looking at our team, we're, we're doing, we have our own little stimulus program um, because one thing I've learned, and I was, a, I was part of the government, so this is how I found that out. And 18 years old, my first career, I joined the Marine Corps. Um, and that was, I, I kind of got talked into it. I guess you could say I'm a little naive. But I met a guy that was dressed real sharp and told me he was going to let me travel and give me a place to live and put a roof over my head and pay me and I was going to be able to go on all these adventures. And did I like any of that? And I was like, that sounds great to me. What do I have to do? So he says, sign right here. So I sign and, and my ass ends up in the United States Marine Corps. I mean, there was definitely an island. He was talking about this island, but it was called Paris Island, South Carolina. And they don't serve mojitos, there's just a ton of mosquitoes. And they're biting me to death. And so that was my first career. And one thing I learned being a part of that, I learned two things actually. One was that I was creative because I was always trying to do things a little differently. And that's where I found out in the Marine Corps, I was like, this is probably not the career for me because you do things like you're supposed to do when you're told, how you're told, and there's no wiggle room. So I found that out. It's not like in the beautiful industry we're in, where if you're at the color bar and your learning leader tells you, yeah, I think 3NB would be good, and you got the PM shines, you're mixing up 3NB, and something in the back of your head says, hey, throw a little BV in there. And you're like, hmm, what would happen? And you put a little cap of BV in there. Guess what? Nobody dies. It's all good. It's not like that in the Marine Corps. Um, but the other thing I learned is that, you know, that the government isn't necessarily going to be your, your savior. You know, you, you definitely need to think about what can you do. And our team, we started this little stimulus program. And we had a lot of people that, you know, weren't really that well-versed, even though, you know, everyone thinks, well, if, if you're a millennial, then you're, you're all good with the social media. I have friends of mine that own salons that are a little older that try to turn over their social media to the millennials. And I'm like, listen, your, your social media, you need to know just as much about it as anybody else. But I have some team members that maybe they weren't that well-versed in it, but I'm encouraging them and we've created a program where we're now you know, producing content at scale between all of us. You know, I think between the team, they probably put out a, you know, 150 posts over the last couple of weeks and probably 50 something videos. Um, and these are people that maybe put out two or three posts in the last year. And now they're putting out 10, 20 posts in a two week period. And I'm telling you that to tell you this. And they don't, and some of them are brand new. They don't have a clientele maybe yet. They're just getting started. And some of them are, you know, big time. I mean, they've been in the salon for several years. They're doing several thousand dollars a day. But I'm telling that to tell you this. If you're, if you're sitting there wondering, what could I be doing right now? Right? I'm not working on hair. I'm not doing hair. You could be cultivating your voice. You could be cultivating your audience. You could be documenting your journey. Even when you're playing around, remember that first haircut you did, that first braid you did, that first attempt at a blow dry that you did. And if you're like me, you got the brush caught in the hair and you almost had to cut it out. It's all good. Document it. Document it all, document it all. And you can start to develop your voice. Um, social media is not going anywhere. It's gonna change, right? It's gonna change faces. It's gonna become, first it was the big blue icon of Facebook and then it turned into a, an Instagram app. It was all about taking pictures. Then it was all about taking pictures that disappear called Snapchat. And then it's all about doing a dance while you take a picture and watch somebody else do a dance at the same time called TikTok. It's gonna, and then it's Zoom. It's gonna change faces, but it's always gonna be there. 
because people and the world has become so small because of it because people want to connect. So if I was a future professional in school right now and I've been put on the sideline because now we're distant learning and we don't know, we may open up next month, we're not sure. But if I was in that position, I would start working on cultivating my voice. I would start documenting everything that I'm doing, no matter how silly it seems. Some of our top artists right now, you know, you go on their Facebook, you'll be like, I thought they were a hairdresser. They're now starting a cooking channel. What's happening there? People are trying new things. People are documenting what's going on. People are trying to communicate and you only have seven followers right now. Well, that's seven followers. And then that seven turns into 17, turns into 170, turns into 1700, turns into 17,000. You know, if I only talked to people when I had more than 100 followers, I would have never opened my mouth. But if you're looking at your time right now and you're thinking, what could I be doing? I would start cultivating my message. I would start figuring out different ways to communicate. You know, because some people are going to be on the big blue app still. Some people are going to be living on Instagram. Some people are going to look at a Snapchat as their environment. Some people may be just on TikTok. I say be on all of them. You know, because it's free airtime and if you had a message that you wanted to get out and NBC, ABC, CNBC, Fox, CNN, they all said you could put your commercial on their channel, would you not put it on all of their channels so you can get your message out there? So I would think about that, I would be cultivating as a future professional. And one thing I want to assure you guys is you guys are, you know, kind of navigating this. And if, if you're, you know, if you were born after 1990, which a lot of, you know, future professionals are, which is kind of crazy to say, even when I'm, I'm thinking about it, 1990, that, that can't be right. But a lot of you guys may be. And now here's the thing. This is just a little quick snapshot. This is a little timeline. Nothing new is happening. Um, it just looks different, just like those different social media platforms. Um, we've been through things like this before. I started my business 10 years ago, and 10 years ago, we had the financial crisis, right? The world was turned upside down because the housing bubble, the real estate market bursted, and everybody was hanging on by a thread. I was running into a burning house called starting your own business and had no clue. Uh, probably a, that was a good thing, but in 1907, we've seen this. In 1929, we've seen this. In 1989, we've seen this. In 2000, 2008, it seems like every 10 or so years, something disrupts everything in the world, and it happens, and it's rough, and it shakes us. I say it picks us up like a snow globe, and it just shakes us up, and we don't know what's going on. So things like that will happen, but this is the time where you can look at how can I thrive right now because if you can thrive and get something moving in the right direction right now you guys there's nothing that'll shake you um, this is definitely a tough one you know i know for our businesses have been closed since march 16th um, we won't likely open until mar at least may 20th so we'll be out at least eight to nine weeks um, when that happens we're going to be super excited but not everybody will be um, so we're all going to be dealing with it and figuring out do i do a fist bump do i do a virtual hug do i do an elbow <laughs> like what do i do because i'm used to grabbing my guests and hugging them and picking them up off the ground most of the time so we're all going to have to learn how that looks um, but there will be things like this um, some of our our saltier learning leaders or people that we know parents our grandparents they've seen things like this as well um, so those are some things to keep in mind. What business are you in? These are two questions I want you to be able to answer. Because if you're in the people business, then your business hasn't really been disrupted. It's just been interrupted, right? And what business are you in? If you're only in the haircutting business, 
then your business doesn't exist right now. If you only, if that's it. But as a hairdresser, it's not only what we do with our hands, it's what we say, it's the messages that we, we deliver to people. So think about that question. I also want you to think about what you do. I was talking to some learning leaders about that and some salon owners, because if what you do is you inspire and you motivate and you educate, there's lots of different ways you can still do what you do, even though you're at a distance. And I wanna give you guys some questions. These questions, I want you to write these down. I'm gonna to touch on them, but I'm gonna read them real quick. If you're on a mobile or you're not able to see this, um, but I'll have all these slides and, and Sean will have these as well. So he can always send them out to all you guys. But these are five questions to ponder. This is gonna be a little homework assignment for you guys. The first question is what do I want to do? What do I want to do? Second question, what do I want to be? What do I want to be? Third question, what do I want to see? What do I want to see? The, the next question, what do I want to have? What do I want to have? And the last one is where do I want to go? And now there's a reason that I emphasize one word in each of those questions and that one word was I. Because I need you to understand this. Now, I know when you know some of you guys, maybe you're getting started and this wasn't like the first stop on your route right? Like myself, you know, first I was a Marine and then I, that didn't work out. Then I went back to my old losing neighborhood and met up with some of my old, old loser friends and then thought I was going to become a, a drug dealer. That worked out real well. That lasted for about a year. I made probably a little over a million dollars and then got a four-year vacation to prison facilities all over the state of North Carolina. How about that for a vacation? And on a side note, you know what they call prisons? They call them camps. Well, let me tell you, there's nothing campy about it. They don't sing Kumbaya. There's no s'mores going down. There's no sitting around the campfire. It was four years of prison and it sucked. That was my second career. Then I got into the service industry. I became a bartender and luckily behind that bar, I had that magic moment when that little group of hairstylists came in and saw me with my big afro because I hadn't had a haircut in four years and recruited me into their hair show world. And that was a magic moment. So this is now my fourth career, being in the beauty industry. And through all those careers, no one ever told me, you know, why don't you think about yourself, right? It was always about me. If, you're, if you've got family or you've got kids or you've got other people, you're always taking care of everybody and trying to help everybody um, that a lot of times you forget about yourself. Well, I'm here to give you guys some permission today. You don't need a slip. You don't need to get it signed off. I'm giving it to you. My signature's already on it. And that permission is permission for you guys to be selfish. Now that's a bad, it's got bad connotation. Oh, that's, that's not nice. I can't do that. But here's the thing. You know, I haven't been on a plane in a couple of months and normally I'm on a plane every couple of weeks. Um, but here's one thing I know about going on a plane. Every time I'm on a plane, a wonderful stewardess stands at the front of that plane or in my section right next to my seat and tells me it's okay to be selfish. And it doesn't sound like that. Here's how it sounds on the plane. They say, in the event of an emergency, an oxygen mask will fall from the overhead. Although the bag may not inflate, oxygen is running. And they pull down the little tube and they say, please take the two straps, place the mask over your face, pull it behind and pull the two straps to secure it. And then they say, and make sure you secure your mask first before assisting those around you. And that just hit me one day I heard that and I'm like, you know, that's what it is. It's about securing your mask. Because if you aren't thinking about making sure you're in the right place, 
from a physical place, from a mental place, from an emotional place, from a financial place. Um, if you're not in the right place, how are you going to be able to take care of those around you? And I know a lot of us, we spend so much time securing everybody's mask. By the time we get to ourselves, there's no more oxygen left. The plane has crashed. And so I want you to think about that as you're spending some time social distancing. You know, for me, it's, you know, I'm, I'm an introvert. I'm not really, uh, it's funny because the thing I do as a hairdresser, I get in front of people, I go and do these, you know, speaking and talking and platform artists, all this stuff that inquire, requires me to get in front of people. Um, but actually at heart, I'm an introvert. Like this social distancing thing, I've been trying to do this my whole life. So I'm like, jackpot, finally. But here's the thing, it's given me a lot of time to spend some time with myself and really, you know, understand that. You know, being able to think about what you want to get out of your career, out of your life, out of this walk that you get. This is only a walk. You know, life is about that long. It's a short walk. And so as you're going through this, think about what you really want to get out of this. And those questions, I want you to take those questions, get in a place by yourself and answer them. And you can take some time. And if you want to send me, I'm going to put up a contact screen here in a second with all my contact information. If you want to send me your answers, you want some feedback, I'll be happy to you know, look at your answers and give you some honest feedback. I sent them um, out to a couple of the schools and you know, I remember some of mine. The, the question, what do I want to be? You know, my answer to that question, my answer to that question was comfortable. And when my coach saw that answer, they laughed me into, I mean, it was, I, they were like, you want to be comfortable? Okay, I got a follow-up assignment. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to find a funeral home around where you live. Go in there. They got a little showroom. There's all these caskets. I want you to find a real nice one, you know, like a nice rosewood, mahogany, whatever one really catches your eye. The nice, it's got real plush cushion inside of it. And I want you to lay in there for a second and close the lid and tell me, how does that feel? Because that's what comfort looks like. That's what comfort feels like. That's where you're going to spend the majority. Your body's going to be there longer than it's anywhere else. Um, so I want you to think about comfort. And I was like, that he's like, that's what you want to be? You want to be comfortable? I was like, hell no. I tore that up so fast and I went to work. And years later, you know, and this is, you know, I just discovered, you know, this power of, you know, being able to think about yourself and be able to get yourself in the right mindset within the last like five to 10 years, you guys, I was lost. And so when you think about these questions, I want you to get yourself in a place where you can really get with yourself and ask those questions to yourself and put some time into those answers. Now, if you're quarantined with your boo thing, here's the deal. Maybe you're in a small apartment, you go to one corner, they go to the other corner if you're in a one bedroom. If you're in a two bedroom, you go in one room. If you're in a one bedroom, maybe you go in the bathroom. Do this separate from anyone else. Remember, it's I. And then get back together with boo thing and then compare your answers. A couple things might happen. You might find out that you actually are with the one, the soulmate, the person that you've been quarantined with is exactly who you should be with. Or you may find out the person that you're with, you can't wait to get the hell away from them. You need the social distance from them quickly. And don't be afraid to let them know in your own way. But this is about you, you guys. You got to think about this journey that you're on, the journey that you've started, and the one that's in front of you, which is the long one, and really about what you want to get. You can call them goals. You can call them targets. You can call them whatever you want. Um, but that journey is, is about you. So I want you to think about that. Um, now I'll leave you, I want to leave you with some couple things. I've got um, this 
slide right here. I'm gonna share this screen. So I do a podcast. Uh, right now it seems like I do it every single day. There's like 180 episodes on there. Um, the YFY podcast, if you're into that, if you've been walking, running, you wanna take me on the, on the walk or the run with you, I'll talk to you about a lot of this stuff and I go on there, share ideas. I share things from the YFY book series. I'll tell you a little bit about that real quick. But the YFY podcast, that's available. If you got your podcast app, just go ahead and download it. Also, I've got this text community. If you text the, the letters YFYI to 31996, every once in a while you'll get just a little informational, inspirational, motivational, educational text back from me. Um, so those are a couple things you can do. They don't cost anything. You just text that over there. And then also the YFY book series. Um, Sean had mentioned I wrote a couple of books. One of the books really kind of geared towards you guys um, is this book right here. It's your first year in the beauty industry, how to not just survive but thrive in the business of beauty. Um, it kind of goes through all the mistakes and things I didn't know while I was in school and um, things I didn't know when I finished school and things that I was learning still the first three, four, five years out of school uh, that I share with you to help set you up. Uh, one of my favorite chapters, the resume chapters, I still have to do this uh, training on that, but that chapter is about rewriting the resume, the old, tired, boring-ass resume. I say it's a waste of time, and you'll find out why in that chapter and how you could look at it a little differently. Um, but these are a lot of the things, the networking chapter is huge, um, goal setting, the goal setting I take my team through is huge in there. So that's available. Now, if you guys want to get that, um, it's it's uh, going to be on the website, yourfirstyearin.com. And if you're a future professional, you put in this PMTS FP code, that book, if you want to get a hard copy, uh, it's not a really a hard copy, I guess it's a soft cover, but if you want to get a physical copy, you can go to yourfirstyearin.com and use that promo code PMTSFP. You'll get 20% off. It's not free, but it's not, free is no value to me, so it's it's not going to be free, but it's it's going to be $20 and then you'll take 20% off of that, whatever the math is, you can figure it out. But you use that promo code, it's PMTSFP, 20% off for you guys. And then this last little slide here, however you want to communicate um, with me, use me as a resource, use me as whatever you, a mentor, whatever you call it. I like a coach. Uh, because I'm going to give you some real-time activity to do, like take a lap. What would your coach tell you to do if you're trying to work on something? Maybe do 10 push-ups, uh, but those 10 push-ups might be like 10 foils in our world. That lap may be like a blow dryer haircut in our world. Um, so any way you want to communicate, I'm pretty easy to find on Instagram. We've got a few different ones there. Um, there's the podcast there, the TikTok there. Yeah, I'm on TikTok. I'm not a 13-year-old girl, but I'm still TikToking because people that are 13, they do grow up and they do have parents that influence decisions and I want to communicate with the world. I'm not going to discriminate. Um, so those are different ways that you guys can get in touch with me and I hope you will. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to hearing from you and I haven't been in all of your schools. I mean, Fort Myers is right here in my, my home turf. I live in Florida, so I've been there several times and I haven't been to the other ones though, but I'm going to be. I'll be coming out there shortly as soon as we're able to uh, get back in the physical game. So I'd like to open it up if you got any questions, anything. I need at least three or four questions before I can say goodbye or else I'm going to be sad. And so you can just ask them at will or I'll call you out. No problem.
Who wants to ask a question first? The kind of shy, well, as they're thinking of um, their questions, I know we kind of talked about, um, obviously you have, you have your salons and you wrote a book, but what was your journey from when you went from graduating school to the successful salon owner that you are now? What did that look like? From graduating school, I mean, I found myself in a unique position because I met Michael Sandoval. He was a guest artist. And I followed him out of the building to find out when he was doing his grand opening. Um, but going from the school to working in his salon and then getting hired at the brand new school, really because they were desperate for people, not because I had any skill to offer, because I was brand new out of school. Um, but then having those two mentors, I had uh, Kevin Michaels as the school director, and then I had Michael Sandoval. So I worked with Michael from nine to five, and I worked from Kev with Kevin from five to 10. I mean, I hit the jackpot having two people with a combined you know, 50 years Paul Mitchell education experience. Um, and that was my grind from the minute I graduated on a Tuesday, I started in the salon on Thursday and I started at the school Thursday night. And that was my first four years of working you know, 15, 16, 17 hours a day and loving every minute of it um, until I, I started looking around and thinking about what was next. And the thing I had a challenge with was our school went from six students to like 150 and our little thousand foot salon couldn't, didn't have any more space. Um, so I was trying to actually uh, really kind of push, push Michael over the edge to have him start opening salons because I didn't want all that responsibility. Um, but he was smart. He was like, no, <laughs> he's like, I'm good right now. So then I, I decided to take that leap. So it was like my fifth year was when I started opening the salons 1.0. And the first one started in uh, 2009. But that first four years, I mean, that was just, it was the grind. You know, it was really learning everything. I mean, you get a lot in school um, as a foundation, but once you hit the, you know, the field, um, you find out, wow, there's so much more to learn. So I was like piggybacking on those two guys, those first years to really kind of absorb everything I could from them. Um, cool. I see over here. I yeah, I see. So what was your favorite thing to learn in school? Um, everything. Um, how was your experience opening your salon? You know, opening my salon, you guys, it's, you know, I've been doing story time and right now I'm going through, I'm talking about ownership and it wasn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't know what I didn't know. I thought, you know, I was a hustler. I've been selling, I sold candy at 10 years old. I sold cigarettes in middle school. I was, you know, I thought I was just this businessman, right? I, I did the, the whole marijuana ink, you know, business. And so when I opened this legitimate business, I realized I had no clue what I was doing. You know, I could cut hair. That's what I was good at. So I thought, man, you're great at hair, but that had nothing to do with owning and operating a business. Um, so learning that first two lessons I learned was the first two salons I tried to do and failed miserably, um, lost all my money, all my savings, all my everything, um, but I still felt like I had to give it one more swing. Um, so that was a big eye opener, you know, and then getting around people, you know, there's always more people. They write stuff down. They, you know, like I was sharing with you, they, they put it in books, they, they write stuff down. It's everywhere. So I was starting to learn. I had to learn about operating a business. Um, so that was a big thing. Um, I know I wouldn't have been ready right out of school. So I would say, you know, getting that experience helped me to see how a salon runs, but then learning a lot of that was on the job because um, I, didn't, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. 
Uh, let's see, how was the transition from prison back to reality? What? Oh, that was, yeah, it was great. I showed up at my first job. You know, I thought I was gonna become a, uh, I was at a restaurant. Uh, the two ladies that started it were a lesbian couple, two black ladies in downtown Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Um, and I tell you that about them so you know this. If you've ever been to Winston-Salem, that's not the most embracing community downtown there. And this was in 2003, I think they started their business. Um, so everyone's like, no, you, they didn't, they, the odds were against them. But here's the other thing that was so cool. They made it a point to hire ex-convicts like me to give them a start. So not only do you got a black lesbian couple opening up business downtown Winston, but they're gonna bring all these thugs. You know, I showed up at 240 pounds of muscle with cornrows to the back, my prison clothes, cause that's all I had, a white t-shirt and some khakis and asking for a job as a server. And she looked at me and said, yeah, we have a position available, it's called dishwasher. You know, she was, they were nice, but they weren't stupid. They're not gonna let a fresh out convict next to the cash register. <laughs> so she humbled me up real quick. Um, so it was hard because I thought I was still the man. But I also learned that, you know, from starting as a dishwasher, I was able to work my way up to the head bartender before I left and where I met those hairstylists behind that bar. Um, but it was a humbling experience because after four years I came out thinking, you know, I didn't know, I mean, I wasn't, I thought I was somebody, and so I had to get humbled, um, which is okay. Sometimes you have to get humbled. And my perspective was there was only four years. I met some guys in there that were never getting out. And I'd ask them what was the first thing they wanted to do and they would say things like drive a car again one more time, go to a beach one more time and put my toes in the sand. So they really changed my thinking. You know, Paul Mitchell, we say, if you change the way you look at things, things you look at change. Because I was gung-ho about getting out and getting back into the drug game and doing it smarter than I did the first time. But they changed my perspective. So when I got out, I realized I had a chance. You know, I was still, you know, I was a young guy. I got out. I was only 23, 24 years old. Um, so I still had a shot at life. Um, so I just kind of slowed down and I took that dishwashing job and my, my goals became focus. So my first goal was become the best dishwasher they ever had. Then they let me have a, a busing position. I became the best bus boy ever. Then I got a one table section. I became the best one table server ever. And then I finally got into that bartending position. That was just it. You know, kind of one goal at a time. Um, so that was my, uh, my big aha there. And then managing my time, not being afraid to do it. You know, I, I would say, because a lot of people is like, we don't have time, we don't have time. I guarantee you, no matter how busy we are or not, we'll always find a way not to do things. Right now, everyone, we're on corona quarantine. What's the excuse? You've been told to stay home. What's the excuse? We all have the same amount of time. Warren Buffett, one of the richest guys in the world, he doesn't get a special deal because he's a bazillionaire. He doesn't. He's got the same 168 hours in the week that you do, that I do, that Sean does, that everybody, Sarah, everybody, we've all got the same deal. So not being afraid to manage your time. Good question. Awesome, awesome. Carolyn, what's going on up there, Carolyn? You're too quiet. I need a question out of you. I've been watching you. What's happening? I guess I would ask, like, what advice would you give for, like, students who feel that they, they like, this is, like, for motivating them because I feel like a lot of students, they feel like during this time that it's too much for them. Um, like, how could you like motivate them that they know that they've chosen the right industry? Since you've been in a few yourself. Yeah, I mean, I'd say a lot of that. So, 
thinking about this, I mean, the beauty industry, we found out, you know, I always used to say, you know, this is the best industry, you know, it's recession proof, which is still true. But then I found out, well, it's kind of not pandemic proof. <laughs> so there is a little bit of an eye opener, right? But I still feel like there will never be a day when people aren't going to crave, you know, that, that social uniting. Right now, it's so much social distancing. I feel like they're gonna, they can't wait. I mean, yes, maybe we're gonna have to wear a mask for a period of time and, you know, but put on some gloves. But people want, you know, to come into the salon. They want that close interaction. People still will have a need to be touched. You know, that experiment from a long time ago with the babies. And, you know, I've heard Wynn talk about this where the one baby never got touched and died from, it was just depressed. You know, people will want to be touched. They will want to have advice. They will want to know what's going to make them more confident, which is our business. Um, so if you're in this business to help people look, feel better about themselves, then this is still the right business. You know, keep that in mind. And this is a period of time. You know, whether it lasts for another three months, six months, or a year, there's going to be some germaphobic stuff going on. It's going to be natural. But people, I'm telling you, our guests, they can't wait. They, they want the wash house experience again. They want the head massage. They want the, they want the advice. They want somebody to just tell them, you look good, you look great. I love that. They want that. So if you're in this business for those reasons, for sure, you're in the right place. So just keep, keep focused and we're gonna keep moving it forward. Awesome, thank you for that question. Who else, who else? Let's see, let's see, we're rolling the dice. Randall, what's going on? Come on, Randall. What you got there? I know you got a question. Anything. I got a question for you. What does it say behind you? Oh, you got to unmute, unmute yourself. There you go. Oh, we love Wynn. <laughs> oh, nice. Wynn Claybaugh? That was from last week. Nice. Yeah, he's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah, we all love Win. You know, Win is Win inspired. You know, it's it's funny, you guys. Quick story about Win. So I was walking down the school in Paul Mitchell the School Orlando, and Win was there as a guest artist. And he grabs my arm and he looks, and I got some pretty mean scars. You'll see. You know, you can't not see him if you ever meet me in person. And he's like, looks at me. He's like, hey. He's like, he's like, you got a story. He's like, you need to share it, right? And this is like 15 years ago when I'm just starting. Um, and, I, and I'm thinking to myself, hell no, I'm not telling anybody anything about me. The stuff that you guys just heard about me, it took me over 10 years to feel comfortable opening up about that. I used to go into school as a guest artist and hide behind a haircut because I didn't want anybody to know anything about my past. I didn't want anything to know anything about me, period. But it was when that really inspired me to open up. And he's like, if you really want to make a difference, you got to share your story. You got to share yourself. And I just wanted to be just known as just this guy that just cuts some clean haircutting lines. And um, so Wynn is, Wynn is a special individual. He inspired me to open up and share. Um, so I know he's, you guys had a good time with him. He's a, he's a game changer. Thanks for sharing that. Who else? Let's see, we got one more. Who else, who else? Uh-oh, here we go. I'm just moving my mouse around and where it stops, nobody will know. It looks like it stopped. Is that Alana? Is that how you say your name? Yeah, you actually got it right the first time. All right, Alana. I know you got a question. What's up? What's going on? Um, I think a 
Carolyn got my question about the motivation and how you can motivate students and all, but I want to know when you're coming to Michigan because I feel like we need you at our schools when we open up. Yes. Listen, you know, you got to keep the pressure on Sean and Tina. Send them emails every day. Right? Um, I, I, want, I want to. One of, my, one of my goals is to go to every school. I've been to about half of them right now. Um, you know, we got a little bump in the road currently, um, but I'm, I'm going to book it. As soon as we can, we're going to book it. I will be there. I know we were talking. Um, Sean and I actually were talking about that already. So um, it's in the works, but hopefully, and if you're not there, you better come back or else I'm going to call you out online <laughs> when I get there. So I'll be there as soon as I can. Thanks for, thanks for that. All right, one more. We got one more. We got time for one more. Who else? Let's see. We got another page of people. Where'd we go? All right, let's see, let's see. We're scrolling. A lot of people are afraid to show their face on here. I see a lot of, who's iPhone? The most the most uh, discreet person on here. You just have iPhone. Who is that? Come on. I'm using my cell phone because the baby's sleeping. I don't uh, have my iPad. Okay, that's all right, iPhone. What's your name? Dee Dee. Dee Dee. Yes. Awesome, awesome name. Um, what question do you have, Dee Dee? You're our final question for today. I actually asked you a question in the chat box already. Oh, you, oh, you were, you were iPhone to everyone? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right, Didi. Thank you for that question. How about Bethany? What about Bethany? Unmute yourself, Bethany. We know you're there. We can see your profile picture. Hey, Bethany. She fell asleep. Sorry. You there? She did. It's all right. It happens. We know you're not there, Bethany. You're faking us. We're going to get back at you later. All right. How about Byron? Hey, how you doing? What's going on, Byron? How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm sitting at home. All right. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, I did. I did actually ask you the questions about um, your transition from prison and uh, managing your time. I guess another question would be: uh, How do you make? How do you make your money without being behind the chair? Like, what's the best thing to do without being behind the chair all the time? That's a that's a good one. Uh, one of the things. <clears throat> A business mentor of mine um, shared was, you know, he was taught, he was telling, sharing some stories just about business in general. So help other people become successful, you know. So that's that's a big part of it for me, you know, working with teams of stylists. The the more I help them become successful, I mean, I, and it's it is a business, you know. So 100% of the revenue is not going to go to me. It's going to be spread amongst all of our expenses, including my expenses, you know, my salary including their expenses, their salary. So the more people I can help, you know, that's going to help. You know, I took some, I took actually one year when our business, we had opened, I think two or three locations at like one time. So I had to take a lot of time away from the chair, um, but I was so busy and I was afraid that if I wasn't behind the chair, I wouldn't make any money. And actually I made more money that year because I helped more people make more money. Um, so that's one thing to think about, you know, as many people as you can help if you're going to build a team. 
Uh, right now, you know, we're doing, um, we have a, we started our PM take home. We got permission to start it in 2016, but it took a pandemic to push us up against the wall to make us do it. Um, so we got our online retail going on, whether that be your products you sell, um, the company, if your company like Paul Mitchell, we're able to sell our products. We've actually helped other people that had no online presence make money online. Um, so there's that. And then there's other ways you can diversify as you start to get those things going. But your main flow, if your main flow starts as you working behind the chair, and before you start to diversify, really get that flow pumping. Establish that. And then you're maybe thinking, I'm going to own a salon. Then I'll have maybe two or three chairs. And then your, your focus, your attention starts to go on to those people. And where your attention and energy goes, that's where the money flows. And so that's the bit, you know, if you're thinking about, you know, diversifying and, and making money, whether you're awake, your hands are in here or not, then it's going to be figuring out how you can help as many people as possible because there's going to be a lot of that's going to overflow and that's going to benefit you as well. So that's something I would be uh, thinking about. Cool, cool. All right. Any, any other, any other ones? Sean, you're the... You're the man. I appreciate you putting this together. Um, I'm gonna. Do I have to turn the host back over to you? Or can you just snatch it back? We're 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 good. Again, you know, just thank you. Um, thank you, Sarah, for reaching out to Sunny. And yeah, Sarah. And making this happen. Um, and I just we just really appreciate you, and we sure as soon as we can, we'll have you up here in our Michigan schools. Awesome. I will. I look forward to it. Debbie, it's good seeing you. I, I see you up there chilling. I saw you laughing a bunch. I got to get down there and see you soon. But awesome, you guys. Sarah, you know, you guys are surrounded by some people here. Um, like, I mean, even just those these three people right here is like a powerhouse team. So you guys are um, you guys are real fortunate to have the leadership and the learning leaders and the education. And I mean, I know from being around them for years, um, how passionate they are and you know, for them not being able to put their hands on and, and be with you guys. I know as an as a educator myself, it's, oh, it's hard. But you've got some great leadership, so let them guide you. They won't let you down, you guys. And thank you guys for being here. Um, I had a ton of fun, and I can't wait to connect with you guys again, whether it's virtual or it's in person or both. So we'll see you guys later. Love you, Sonny. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Take care, guys. Hey guys, Sunny D here again. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Just want to give another big thank you to Sean and the team, Sarah and Deb and everybody at all of those different Paul Mitchell schools as well as the future professionals. 
that tuned in, the questions that they asked, whether they had a question or I kind of put them on the spot and forced them to ask a question. Uh, thanks, you guys. Thanks for having me. I always enjoy connecting with our Paul Mitchell schools. They're really the future of our industry, and I have a great time every time I'm there, even if it's virtually. Can't wait to get back out on the road and get into these schools again, physically being there. Uh, but again, thank you guys. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode. You got some takeaways from the episode and look forward to having you on the next YFY podcast. And remember, this is the place where you come to learn how to build your business right once or else you will be doomed to have to build it again. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you soon.